at the den? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was there for my birthday last year. Yeah. 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 That was a fun that night. Was, that was a good night. I don't remember a lot of it, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been the last time I saw Trent and Neil oh, really? and those guys even. Yeah. yeah. You been seeing them much? Um, I saw, last I saw them was in October. Um, that was the last time I was in L.A., um, I'm oh, wow. going to be in LA this weekend, which is nice because cool. it's been way too long since I've been there. I've been like all over yeah. the place. So yeah. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, Hey everybody today on the show, we have Sarah Barton, a key makeup artist. Is that how, is that the position you're Yeah. I, how would you describe the position? Um, my last project I was department head, but I key too. I kind of do everything. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of does everything that's perfect for the show, multi-hyphenate. And I can attest, Sierra's been on the two physically, mentally, emotionally most challenging projects <laughs> I've ever done. And she was a rock star on all of them. Thank, thank you for you. being here. Yeah, You're amazing. You. I always think of you um when hiring comes around. But you're always busy now, which I love, and I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? I am from Los Angeles, California. I am one of the rare natives. Um, yeah. I was born in Glendale, raised in Claremont, which is like outside of the city, and then I moved back like to like LA proper. Oh, you're from Claremont. Not the San Diego one though. The one in the inland. Empire. Okay. So it's like an hour. Yeah, is that Claremont McKenna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Does colleges. that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I played rugby against oh, them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, cool. they were. It was. It was one of these weird. This is a total tangent, but we were a huge. We were at UC Santa Barbara, and I remember we got this little school, Claremont, and we thought we were just gonna run over yeah. them. And they were so <laughs> good and tough. Every year, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to play Claremont." Yeah. So that's why I remember them. Yeah, yeah. Claremont. There's like a bunch of colleges in that town. So yeah, I went to like high school there. My childhood was raised there. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 909, 909 is an area 909. code. Now I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a 909 anymore. I have a 310, but I did have a 909 for a while. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. No, I still have my San Diego, but yeah. it's all good. So, all right. Did, how did, were your parents in the business? How did art find you? Um, You know, it's funny. I always wanted to be a journalist. Um. Oh, interesting. Always wanted to be a journalist, like was really gearing towards that. And uh, when I was 15, I was always like, I was a cheerleader and a dancer. So I was like raised around performance makeup and um, mm. kind of got into it that way. I guess I would just do everybody's makeup. And then high school came around. It was like homecomings and proms and, you know, like football games. Everybody just had me do the yeah, makeup. Yeah, I bet. Um, and my, one of my really good friends, her dad is a, um, He's a producer, and he um, his he did the Blair Witch Project like when that was like big in the nineties. Yeah, so um, he asked me. He's like, yeah, he's like, hey, like, do you want to? Um, I think I was I was sixteen because I was driving. Um, and he asked me, he's like, hey, one summer or like this summer, do you want to come and like see what a movie set is like? Have you ever like thought about doing makeup as a career? And I had not. I didn't even really like realize that like makeup was a career in film you know like when i heard makeup artists mm. i feel like weddings or sephora or whatever you know i hadn't really like thought about it as like a long-term career so i was like sure whatever the guy who played um aaron samuels and mean girls was in it and i was really into mean girls so it's like cool <laughs> wow. sign me. yeah um so yeah so i went that summer and they were shooting in like like right on hollywood boulevard and i went for like i think i went like for a week or two i stayed with them out there 
Um, and I just fell in love with it. I was like, like the energy wow. set really like captured me. Um, and yeah, from then, like I was like, I was an all AP student, like really good student. And I was, I went back to South to school, um, in the fall, it was junior year. So it was like college apps and all that. And I basically told my counselors, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to college. Like I'm going to do makeup for movies. And even in a school, like in a high school that was like in Los Angeles, like we're in Los Angeles County, even though we were like a little bit away. Um, even then I got like a lot of pushback of people saying like, it's not a real career. Like it's something like you should really go into something more like traditional and like, you should still stay on your path of wanting to be a journalist. So, I mean, I even got, I mean, my parents were supportive. My parents, like, you know, they said whatever you wanted to do, like go do it. That's awesome. That's how it, how I got into it. So. Wow. And. Your parent, so your parents support you. Is, is it just like vocal, like yeah, we we see you doing that, or do the their support show up in other ways for no, you? No, they kind of. My mom's parenting philosophy was kind of like you're only going to learn if you do it yourself. Um, Whoa! So after, I dig that actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I mean, I am very fortunate, like for that. Like it was not fun yeah. being a starving artist in LA, like financially by myself, yeah. like. At 18, but wow. after I graduated high school, um, I ha- I got an apartment in Glendale um, with four roommates. Um, and then I, yeah, two weeks after graduation, lived there for four weeks, got settled in, and then started makeup school. Um, and that was... What was that like? What was makeup school That like? was interesting because, like, I already had, like, a good knowledge of, like, traditional beauty makeup and, like... I don't know, they they gave us an eight-week course of beauty makeup, and that I kind of was, like, not as engaged in, just because I was kind of like, this is all kind of stuff I know. Um, the mm. one good thing about that course was really diving, and we only did it for two weeks. I really wish that they had focused more on that, but um, was character development and how makeup in character mm. development contributes to a story. Um, and that really was what my fascination was in. Um because it, it just, like, it makes your art so much bigger. You know, it's like, you can put makeup on a face. Yeah. And that was really my catch, like, in the beginning of not knowing that makeup was a career, is that, like, just putting people makeup on people's faces, like, isn't fulfilling to me. You know, like, I some mm. people get, like, the satisfaction of making people feel happy and pretty. Yeah. And I do, too, to a degree. But, like, seeing the makeup, like, help a character get to where they need to be in a story really, like... It, it's it's more fulfilling as an artist to me and I um I do like that aspect of the school um that they taught us that and it was just like little like like little things like examples that they would give us like if it would be a commercial and like the daughter was like she had to be like a like a real rebel like emo girl so it was like really like playing like what aspects of makeup is going to help get that character to what the commercial is trying to put forward or whatever, or like whatever. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's, and I, you know, I still think like that, like when I'm designing characters or whatever, like the movie that I just did, mm-hmm. um, I've been on kids TV now. Well, for probably like, yeah, over a year. Um, I kind of like fell into Whoa. the kids television world, which I love. Uh, Nick, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. How cool. Yeah, we do the really loud house, which is like the live action, um, series of like a cartoon. Um, wow. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, but the movie. we just- <laughs> Yeah. What's, what's it like dealing with children? So the kids that we have are some of the most professional actors like I've ever worked with. Like 
they're just so on it. Like, they hit their mark. And we're really fortunate because I have heard that, like, not all kid actors are like that. And we are really lucky about our parents. Like, we have really good stage Mm. parents. Um, Mm. And not That sounds really important, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. Like, there have been some things, you know, like, there's always things that come up with the parents or whatever. And, like, half the time the parents are just advocating for their children. But I can't imagine if parents were just, like, making crazy requests. You know, like, it's already hard Mm. enough working with children. And, like, the guidelines that were given, like, from the state or from SAG or whatever... So to have parents that are kind of just like there to make sure their kids are doing their job, it really helps us. So, um, Mm. so yeah, kids. Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you just did a movie. You said, yeah, so we did. Well, okay. So I got, I got pulled onto the project, um, last April. Um, and I got, I got hired to be the key artist under the woman who I usually Mm. department head for. Um, who I love. She's a very talented makeup artist. Her name's Taylor Roberts. Um, she's, I worked. And what would her position she be? She was the department head. She was a makeup department head. Should have. Um, okay. And what would the differences between the two positions be? And, so, you know, I know job to job is different, but generally speaking. So the department head really is the one who designs the looks. She's the, or there, because it can mm. be male or female. They're the one mm-hmm. who really like looks at the script breaks down the characters and then in creative meetings with directors, writers, producers, um, they're the ones that really like hash out the looks, um, and what camera is going to see. And then of course it goes to testing and network has their say and there's changes and there's more testing. And, um, so yeah, that's the department head's main job. Um, and then they handle like the day to day, like, um, like they, like they'll approve time cards. Like they have to. They are really the one who like oversees wow. the department. They're like a producer. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're handling all of yeah. like they're basically in charge of the department, and they have their key, who is their right hand, um, mm. which I I was doing up until last August. Um, I was keying, and that really is just like taking as much stress off of your department head as you can. Like you're really a sponge of like. they do to help you um so it's a lot of like making sure day players are booked making sure they're scheduled for covid so that they can work the next day making sure that payrolls Mm -hmm. their start paperwork making sure they know what we're doing and they have all the things that they need like if we're bringing on additionals and day players and all that stuff um making sure that all the cachet card and all the receipts are submitted to accounting like it's it's there's a wow what the key does and it's really just making sure that the department head isn't weighed down by too much um, mm-hmm. is how I'd best describe it. Um, but oh, yeah, it's a great description. Yeah, so I would, um, so I would keep for her. Um, and then on top, I didn't even touch on who does makeup. All the makeup artists usually in the department do makeup. Um, the department head will really handle like number one and two on the call sheet, um, depending on what the character needs mm-hmm. are. Um, and then the keys responsibility is to kind of do the full cast, like the full rest of the cast. So you're doing wow. a lot of makeups as a key because your department head is really focusing on either like the big makeup gags or number one and two because they need to look. I mean, wow. keys to look great, but one and two you see the most. They need to like really like you know. Um, and they need to feel taken care right, of. Right, right. Well. They get that treatment. They yeah. get more time in the chair yeah. to sit and relax. You know, whereas like. The, the minor or supporting characters, like, you're blowing through them in 20 minutes is the key. Like, your hair yeah, is blowing yeah, yeah. because you're just trying to get yeah. all the actors to set. 
well, your department head is getting one and two in the mode and getting fixed for your face. Um, so yeah, so I keyed for Taylor. Well, we did an AMT. What's her full name? Taylor. Taylor Yeah. She's a really talented artist. She came from Vancouver. Shout out. Um, Cool. She's done a bunch of stuff. I can't. I used to like update her resume. She's done a bunch of stuff. Like if you look wow. up, look her up on IMDb. She's she's a really great makeup artist. Amazing. Um, Amazing. So yeah. So I I keyed for her. Um, she's in New Mexico now. So that's where I met her in New Mexico. I keyed for her cool. for an AMC show. Um, that we got brought on to Loud House, and I keyed for her, and she unfortunately had to leave for um, health reasons. She only got to do two episodes mm. of the ten that we were greenlit for. Um. And she, we kind of talked in the beginning and she'd asked me like if I wanted to take her place, like while she was out. And I just, at that point, like, I, I was like, no, like I, I, I'm comfortable keying. I like my position. Mm -hmm. I don't want to move to department head. Um, so she brought in this other artist, Sheila, Sheila Trujillo, who Mm -hmm. I love to death. Love Sheila. She came in to finish the eight episodes. Um, so I keyed cool. under her. She was I'd never keyed under another department head like on network television besides Taylor. So it was nice like having another department head to like work under. And yeah. Um, yeah, Sheila came in, did eight episodes, and then we actually got um, Nickelodeon approved us for ten more episodes. So it's then going Whoa. to be a twenty episode season. And Sheila already had a prior commitment to go do a Sarah Paulson movie in Santa Fe. Um, cool. So then it was like. Okay, do we bring in another new department head, or do we do we move Sierra to department mm. head? Um, so it was like <laughs> talks with production and the showrunners and the director, and I was a little hesitant just because I was like, you know, it's a big show. We have a huge cast. The it's like the the story is like Lincoln and all of his craziness that he gets into, and his eleven sisters, and you see them almost all the time. So we have. 11 sisters plus the mom, so 12 girls to get through the trailer every day. Um, and it's a big feat. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's a big feat. I feel like... That's a circus. Yeah, no, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> and they're all, like, they're, like, 11. The youngest sister is 11, and then the oldest girl who plays a sister is 22. And there's... Wow. Yeah, they're, and they're the greatest. I, I love those kids to death. Like, love them. But yeah. getting them through the trailers in the morning is a, is a task. And I didn't know if I was yeah. ready for that. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like, we'll try it, I guess. Like, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I, got, I got promoted to department head to do the last. Uh, Sheila had to leave, like, one week early. So I ended up doing the 10th episode. Um, and then I did 11 through 20. Um Wow. And yeah, so I did, I department headed 11 episodes of that show. Congrats. And thank you. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot. It was a, I feel like the growth that I had from like August to December of last year as like an artist mm-hmm. and as like just a professional really has like yeah just exponentially grown. Like it's, mm. it's, it's one of the most, like I owe so much of my career to Loud House and like every person like that makes decisions on that show like i owe them a lot of like where i'm standing in my career right now uh, yeah. even though it was grueling it was it it really yeah, pushed me to like the the end of you know everything <laughs> that i've known and i had to learn so much more and um but yeah so that was that was all my last year and then um my fiance so i met him in new mexico um and then he got transferred to ohio and that, oh. yeah, and that was last, 
October. So I was like, okay, I'll finish out the show, and then I'll go to Ohio. But then they gave us a movie. Cool. They gave us a Halloween movie, Nickelodeon did. And they offered it to me, and I was like, okay, it's six weeks, whatever. Like, I'll come back to New Mexico yeah. for six weeks to do the movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I did that. So I we did the 10 episodes. I took a two months off, like, while we had a hiatus. And then, um, like, beginning of February, we started prep for the movie. And that was nuts because for one i had like completely moved out of albuquerque basically like all my stuff is in a storage unit here and i'd move the rest of my stuff to ohio so like my dog wasn't in new mexico my car wasn't in new mexico like like nothing was here really i was like living i like rented a room from one of the guys who like works on the show too that i'm friends with and so it was a very like foreign experience because i just didn't feel at home um, and then you're doing this giant movie and it was really nice because I kind of came to a point where we were in, in prep and prep is, um, is difficult. Like it is a difficult thing to just lock down your looks. And I, mm. when I did the show, I was, um, I kind of walked into already approved looks because I took over the show. I wasn't there. I mean, I was there as a key, but I wasn't there as a department head to hold the stress, um, of locking the looks within network. Um, but for wow. the movie, because they were costume looks, um, it was it was entirely new looks that I had to, like... How are the looks presented? By photo or video yeah, so, or both? So first, how we do it is... And it depends. Sometimes you'll do formal camera tests. For this one, we didn't do formal camera tests because we already knew how the show was going to be shot in terms of, like, lighting Copy. and lenses and setups and all that. We know that from the series. Amazing. Um, yeah. So we didn't do formal camera tests. So this this prep world for the movie looked like um i of course i read the script we had an initial creative meeting with the writers and the director um who's also like mm. the executive producer jonathan he's like really like one of the creators of the show and he Amazing. um so yeah we had like a three-hour meeting we talked about the looks um we kind of hashed everything out and then i will draw my looks i'll take like a face chart of the actors um, with their like actual features wow. and then I'll just draw over them with like a just a rough idea of color and placement and design of what we're going to do um, then we go back to present that to the director um, and once the director will like approve my drawings and like the idea I'll do like a mood board too of mm. like other examples of makeups then he t once that's like locked once he likes what we're gonna see we haven't even seen it on mm -hmm. an actual face yet then that goes to network. Network will give some notes. Then it'll come back to me, and then there's maybe tweaks or changes, whatever. Then when we have, like, a look on paper approved, then we go to putting it on the actors. Um, and getting the actors in. We got the actors in kind of late on this movie, and I think it was a school issue. They didn't want to bring them in too early because they have to bank enough mm. school hours to, like, get them through the movie. So I think they held them off for longer mm. because of that, which is another downfall of kids' TV is just – having to bank the school hours um whoa totally yeah so we don't get the kids like undivided like hours of the day we have to like split it up with school and making sure they get r and r like offset like mm. we only have them for so long so yeah so once we got to testing on faces that's um that is where things got crazy um uh, not crazy but it did get hard um we had, we were testing and testing and once, so put makeup on the face, then Jonathan, the director, will come and will either come in in person or we'll send him a photo. 
and we'll try to discuss. But what we were having an issue with is that there were so many aspects of this movie, like so many meetings that Jonathan had to see and be there for between like prop show and tells and tech scouts and because everything was new in this movie. They redid the, the Loud House to be like a haunted house and we were going on location more than we usually do on the show. Wow. So he was really stretched thin. So sometimes I would have a test scheduled and it was conflicting with one of Jonathan's other things. So I would take a photo, have to wait for him to respond because he was doing something else that yeah, I don't know how yeah. that man does it. I really don't like, um, but then we'd get a note. So it'd be like, love everything. Maybe the lip should be darker. So mm. then we have to call the actor back in another day or something. So it's like getting this oh my God. to then get that actor back in the chair for an hour block or however long we're blocking for a test just to change one thing because we have to send completed look photos to the network. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of back and forth doing makeups just to tweak one thing. Um, and that was something that was frustrating. Um, I mean, not frustrating. It was just, it was difficult to kind of have to like, yeah. you get like 25% of the way there and then you have to do it over to get the hundred. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we locked them. But anyways, I was, we were like kind of close to, uh, I think we only had two more looks to lock. And we were just looking at the schedules and just like the workload of the movie. And it was, we had about, we had anywhere between 15 and 22 actors going to the trailer every single day. Um, oh my and that's God. Full Halloween looks, like full Halloween <laughs> makeups. And wow. I went to, to production and I was like, hey. You're 4AD too. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> Like that movie really pushed us all to our limits. It was difficult. Yeah, um, but I went to production. I was like, hey, listen, like this is a really like makeup intensive movie. Um, we're going to need some more support in this department or we are never going to make our mm. times. Because if we're taking, if I'm taking an hour to get a makeup on a face or 40 minutes, let's say 40 minutes, that's more realistic. Yeah. If we're taking 40 minutes to get a makeup on a face. Hair's taking on some of those Halloween looks because they had big, crazy wigs and, like, such big character creations from every department. Yeah. Um, it would take one actor sometimes two hours to get through the trailer. And if we only have the kids mm. for 10 hours a day, you're losing yeah. – what is that? I don't know how – I don't know percentages. Yeah. But you're losing a good chunk of their actual, like, yeah. working a time. Yeah. yeah. In just the hair and makeup trailers. So mm. – that was something also that I was like, really like it's I me being young and also being kind of not inexperienced, but inexperienced in the world that I was working in was kind of scared to go to production to ask for help honestly, because, mm. you know, I didn't want them to think like, Oh, she's not ready to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Even though I just given yeah. them 11 episodes. Um, yeah. And the hair department head just said, no, you need to go. And he's very, he's worked forever. Like he's very experienced and he's yeah. like, no, listen, you need to go to production and you need to tell them what you need because you're, you're yeah. if you know that you're not going to be able to do this with the staff they've given you, yes. you have to go stick up That's for yourself. Right. So I did. And it was very hard. Good for it was you. very hard. So I went to production and they very said, hard. listen, like we need more support. And they said, okay, what if we give you another, like a co-department head to take half mm. of your work off of you? which is great because also when you're getting a code mm -hmm. department head, you're getting somebody who's at a caliber that is, I mean, any, like, even if they gave, gave me like a nut, like a fifth, like a permanent fifth in the trailer, like 
that would have been yeah. helpful too, just to have another body who knows how to do makeup and could do some of these looks. But if they're budgeting me for a coat of Harmon head, that gives me like a lot more people like that I could hire, like with really, really good skills. So we Amazing. brought on Sheila Trujillo, who was the girl that came in or the woman that came in to do the, um, the eight episodes from when Taylor had to leave. Mm-hmm. And that was Sheila and I, we became one person. Um, we would, we awesome. were just like our brains combined. It was the most amazing experience I've ever had. I could not have done that show without her. Mm. She has said the same thing. She's like, there is no way this show could have had one makeup department head. Like, and she's worked wow. a lot. So anyways, having Sheila for that movie, I think really saved my sanity. Um, because yeah. I think I would have by like week one probably ripped my hair out. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah, she and I did that movie together, and it was so nice to have her back because she knew the show, she knew the kids, like, and she just really jumped in and just like tackled half of what I needed, like, to take off my plate. And she, we yeah. were tag teaming makeups, like her and I, like, had a dance. Like, we cut down forty minute makeup times to twenty because both of us were on one actor. You know, like we would just mix, we would just. I don't even know how we yeah. did it. We have time lapses of how we worked, and we it literally looks like a dance. Like, we're, like, going around each other. Wow. Like, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. I had the, like, best department, like, our key, our third, our fourth, like, amazing artists. All of the background artists that we hired, because all the background kids had to be in Halloween makeup. Like, every oh, artist. We wow. would have 14 people in the makeup department sometimes, because we had to have 86 kids that needed to be in full Halloween makeup. Like wow. for in background world, so wow. yeah, we, oh my yeah, god, we were, we were doing a lot on that show, and then you know it's like it's a Halloween movie. It took place all at night, and it was shooting in March in Albuquerque, so it was freezing cold. It's freezing cold. You're trying to keep the kids not like like it was just chaos on set. Like um, so, yeah, that was the movie experience, and that was that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Was that movie? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I bet, man. Wow, that sounds wild. And so when you're talking about getting notes from the network, you know, as a writer and stuff, you hear this these things all the time, and there's different writers who have different, like, oh, yeah, like, fuck off network, yeah. or this is how I handle the network. Do you guys sort of have your own system of, like, okay, maybe this note's not as real as it needs to be? Yeah. Or, you know, how do you how do you interpret notes typically from the student or the network of the so, studio? For us, our net, like our network execs and our creative, like VP, yeah. like we were really hands on with the creative VP, and she, uh, Brittany was her name. She's fantastic. She's a oh great. She, she isn't one of the net, and really, I've only had experience with Nickelodeon because that's really been the only cool. network that I've had to do approvals for. Um, yeah. But she's real, like she gives notes that make sense, or she'll give a question. I so love instead it. of like giving mm. like no, we don't like that or whatever, she'll be like, mm. well, what like would it look good if we did this? Like she's kind of like open to like discussion. That's about amazing. It. Yeah, which is great. Um, and they yeah. gave very like, and sometimes like sometimes we would go with a note, or sometimes we'd be like, we can yeah. try that, but it's not gonna we don't think it's going to be what you guys are looking for or whatever. We, the, the thing Mm. that we got held up with was, um, the goriness because it couldn't be gory because it was a kid's movie. Um, but they Mm. still wanted it to be scary. So we were kind of balancing this line of like, okay, we can't do gore. Like, 
but we have mm. to do something that makes these characters look because they didn't want it to be like funny. I mean, it's a funny show, but they wanted yeah. the costumes and the hair and the makeup to be really professional looking. Like these, like these girls, like went all out on their looks. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we went back and forth a little bit. It ended up like once we kind of got like, and Jonathan has worked. Jonathan, who's the director. Um, he's worked with Nickelodeon a lot, so he kind of knows what they want. So it was nice in that sense to kind of like have the Jonathan hurdle first to clear because Jonathan already mm. kind of knew what the network wanted. So once I made Jonathan happy, it was kind of like the network was pretty happy because he's he's oh, thinking cool. of Smart. what they want to, um, which mm. is really nice because then it wasn't like, okay, we have the Jonathan hurdle and then we have an equally hard network mm. hurdle because that I don't know if yeah. those ever would have gotten done that way. Um, but yeah, wow. so we had a pretty easy network, um, with like mm -hmm. approvals and notes and stuff like that. They're very reasonable, cool. which was nice. So, yeah. And for those who don't know, when Sierra was mentioning, like it was tough to approach production, it's typically, this is a little bit further back, but it's typically because production is stressed to the oh, yeah. gills and that, and that environment, you don't necessarily want to throw more gas on any yeah, fires. It's like, yeah. But it's what you got to right, do. You got to be honest with and them. And that's the thing. It's like, if you're not bringing up something that you know is a problem and you know that it's not going to be an issue that can be handled in the moment whenever yeah. that comes up, it's just going to cause more problems that aren't, they, you don't have time to sit and think and talk about. It's like already yeah. too late. Yeah. So really getting yeah. ahead of it, even though it's hard. And of course, like you can't just go to production and ask for crazy things. Like it has to be like, yeah. and they do understand, like, even though a lot of like line producers and UPMs, like they have to, and I learned this too, like they have, they have almost this like front of like, mm -hmm. they're going to say no. And I think they have mm -hmm. to give off that energy. So they feel a lot yes. of like silliness, you know, but if you have mm -hmm. to come to them and you explain it to them they are really receptive. And that's something that I really learned on the yeah. movie is that production is there to help you, but they are also there yeah. to respect the budget. So it's kind of like working together to just try to like give everybody what they need to make their jobs happen with like while staying in budget. So mm -hmm. that's the... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know, you know, I, I'm working on this movie right now. I'm prepping for it. It's early days on it, but like I'm already thinking about the makeup look because... The guy is abusing steroids. He's, you know, and I'm like really thinking of all these things. And I'm so captivated when I see on camera someone who's like hungover, for example. And I'm like, God damn, they look fucked well, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know it's the makeup doing the right. work. So, and it's just so incredible. And you are one of the first people, I'm constantly in the movie making business, humbled by the artistry of every position on yeah. set and not that i was meaning to but i was like taking it for granted you know i was just like oh makeup right i didn't understand yeah. this is 2019 2018 when we met yeah and i remember when remember when the gun hit my nose yeah. i mean it was incredible yeah. i think you were like 23 you were like how old were you on the movie when it was you were the youngest person in the crew 2019 january yeah i was 21 turning 22 in february yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you you were so young and you just so we're in this hellacious yeah. day i've never had a harder <laughs> was, day yeah it was hailing yeah. 
It was 40 degrees. We were in a six-hour fight scene. Yeah, mud pit. Like, Video Village was literally sinking. Yeah, we we had, like, a jet engine (laughs) that was, like, blowing flames as our heater. My jacket melted from the jet. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And one of our EPs, Jordan, was in, like, uh, New York, so he's, like, FaceTiming because it's the big fight day. day. I mean, it was fucked. The DP and the director literally had to, like, kick rocks. The DP walked off set. It was fucking nuts. AJ was in the hospital. It was just, like, ever. That day was nuts. (laughs) Yeah, and we're in the middle of nowhere, too. We're in, like, racist, yeah, yeah, like, racist town, North California. It was, like, crazy where we were filming. And uh, so basically what happened, for those who don't know, I slid doing a stunt with a it was a prop gun but it had weight and it was raining and hailing like i said and part of the move was to like appear above the log and we were shooting it in a series so we could yeah. just knock it out and on and on one of the pullbacks the gun slipped and split me like fucking right in the middle of the face this is like day seven yeah. of 21 yeah. and immediately you pull me in and you're just looking at my face and i'm like what's going on and you're like huh. I just need to see if it's broken because if yeah. it's broken, the movie's done. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. Like I feel taken yeah. care of. I really did. I was like, I wouldn't have thought like that was the next step. And you're like, after about two or three minutes, you're like, okay, the swelling, it's not swelling like a break. Okay. All right. We've shot this scene. We haven't shot. And you were already working story. Yeah. Out. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like this is amazing. <laughs> and I was so blown away. And then you know continuing to notice your artistry throughout the film and i was like oh my god like these this position is artistry yeah. i had no idea yeah, it's, and it was such a good education that project yeah that that nose thing was uh i was like i'm very good at like not knowing like not like letting people know that i'm panicking um <laughs> which i think is an asset like in film not yeah for sure for I sure. Well. Yeah. But in that <laughs> sense, I was panicking because we're watching the little monitors and again in underwater village. Yeah. Like literally yeah. in underwater yeah. village. Yeah. And, <laughs> it was. Yeah, and I'm watching it. And I didn't really like you couldn't really see it that bad on camera, but I heard it. Yeah. I heard it hit you. Yeah. And I go, Oh, he broke his nose. I was at village, I was like, Oh, the nose yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. so cut, yeah. of course, like you come to me and uh, I just like <laughs> And I'm like, once we figured out it wasn't broken, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. Thank God it's not yeah. broken. And then, yeah, I'm like, okay, so we've shot, we've seen you in how many scenes after this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can mm-hmm. we work it into your character? Because yeah. with a cut like that, it's like, it wasn't big enough for you to need stitches, which thank God. Right. But it was big enough yeah. that it's a liability if we put makeup on. Because any yeah. any added, like like, extra outside like elements to a cut is like a breeding bacteria and that's the last thing we needed is then for the cut to get infected so i don't don't want to add makeup to this if we don't have to um and really the healing time of it was really nicely too because by the time we got back to la which was the bulk of the before we figure yeah yeah um it had healed up and like enough that i could put makeup on to cover it um, it was <laughs> I really know. perfect. It was crazy. Like, but that's yeah. something that, like, and that 
really, I think that experience hit it home for me. It's like being adaptable, like being adaptable mm. on a film set is I think one of the most invaluable assets you can have and add to the production because like you can prep and you can plan and you can discuss and you can have meetings and you can do all these things, but there are so many outside factors that you can't control and you're not going to be able to foresee. So it's really like being able to be like, okay, we have this issue now. We did not account for this. How are we going to fix it? And like, how are we going to still make it look good and still contribute to the storyline? <laughs> so yeah, that was, even though like in the moment I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, I bet. It like looking back in hindsight, I'm like, I'm so glad I went through that because it did teach me like, yeah, me too. there are ways to get around it. Um, and mm -hmm. there are ways to figure it out. So I do really yeah. appreciate you hitting your nose in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God you yeah, I know. star still. Oh my God, that's what I was doing. I know. It's like, it's like right in the yeah. middle of his face. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so funny too. It like it healed so well. I had I we got to draw yeah. it in eventually on the few yeah. pickups. Yeah, you know, it was just yeah, funny. There wasn't even a line. I'm like holding a holding a continuity photo, trying to like replay yeah. your cut on because there wasn't even a <laughs> yeah. scar to like you know as a stencil. Yeah. nothing was there. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it was so superficial. Yeah. Luckily, it was so strange. It was literally like the perfect top layer of skin got yeah. popped yeah. off. It didn't go it deep was, at all. It was, it was the strange. Case worst case scenario it didn't hit my teeth yeah. it could have you know a lot of things could have happened you know, like we could have had a yeah. big shiner on your face yeah cover yeah and that's the thing too it's like i can cover a black eye because it's it's not like it's under the skin it's first mm. blood vessels under the skin mm. but would that have been fun for me to cover a bruise every day no, no i wouldn't yeah. have liked, i mean i yeah. would have done it but like yeah. that would have that's yeah. a lot like a bruise cover-up is a lot of makeup so I, I it bet. was really the best case scenario of that scenario. Yeah. Do you remember when on the wheel, when we shot, which was another production, I don't know what your experience that was. was. I remember what we, yeah, I remember we, um, we commiserated quite a bit, but I know you and I had different, cause you would make fun of me sometimes. You'd be like, Sean, you're working so fucking hard over there. You look like you're going to pass out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember the last day in Malibu, the wheel yeah. didn't work. The, Ferris the, wheel. the movie's yeah. called The Wheel. And it's like the last and... scene of the movie. Like, we had shot, it's the last day of production. It's the last scene of the movie. And it just, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, not, I was just like, I'm so glad that's not my problem. Like, I, I, yeah. I felt bad for you guys, but it's like, yeah. that is the worst possible thing that could have happened right now. Yeah, let me set yeah. it up even more. Like, so, so Trent, who wrote it, has he's been he was EPing or show running like a yeah, Facebook show at the time. So he, yeah, so he couldn't be on set. And this is like his baby, baby yeah. like his heart. Like, this is he wrote this from a breakup. He's a beautiful artist, you know, and he's also love. He's also an incredible filmmaker. So he's an asset and all these things. And he's not there, but his husband's there doing costuming for us. First time ever. And he kills it. Fucking Neil's he the, was, best. He, he's the I, best. I didn't even just real quick tangent. I didn't even know yeah. that he, cause you also, you guys didn't present it to me as Neil was like, not, you're just like, you're rooming with the costume designer. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, like, day two, day two, <laughs> he kind of was hinting at me, but he doesn't know what's going on. And yeah, I remember yeah. I had a big conversation with the first AD, like, a big, like, no, that's not what we're doing yeah. conversation. 
And yeah. Neil, yeah. Well, we walked back in the house and he goes, what am, this is the night before production. He goes, what am I in for? Yeah. And I go, yeah. Oh, you've never done. Oh before. no. So yeah. 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 Neil. Yeah. Ne- and he phenomenal. Phen- I have never seen brilliant anybody. guy. Just a brilliant I guy. Yeah. Works better than some costume designers like that have been doing it for 10, 15 yeah. years. Uh, but yeah. anyways, the wheel, yeah. the wheel. No, I know. I mean, it's so true. He, d- he showed up for my, my film yeah. helmet, which I shot last year. And in one day he was like, Oh, you should do this to the jacket. And, and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Thanks man. And he just like, works. Yeah. It's just for costumes. Like, I don't know. I'm so yeah. glad he found it as an art. I am so glad because he is meant to do costumes. Like, is he still pursuing yeah, yeah, it? Do yeah. you know? I, I, oh, I wow. Good. He is, but I know that he's gotten a lot of his union days. Um, and he's really, yeah, wow. yeah no, he's like, I, he is such an amazing, he's such a pleasure I know, I know. too to he's be around. He's so lovely and just such a hardworking person and just his mind yeah. like just works in clothes. Like he just yeah. knows yeah. how to dress people and it's phenomenal to see yeah. him work. I really like Yeah. It. And he's got such a cool look yeah. himself, yeah, you know, him. he's so confident yeah. in his skin. It's him. awesome. I love him. So he was another saving grace on the wheel. Not that it was just hard work. Everybody was great. It was just fucking hard hard work. But, but, uh, so, okay. So Trent's here. We're in Malibu. Primarily we shot the movie up in big Mm -hmm. bear, but we, the movie's called the wheel. It's supposed to be a one which for those who don't know, that's one shot, no editing, which is like, um, a fun feat to go for, but often doesn't work because you're based. Yeah. The performance has to be electric enough the whole time to keep the one or the camera. But in this in this case, we yeah, were locking static. off the it camera. Was a static camera shot. Yeah. So the that means you're basically watching a play. That's how yeah. I look at it. And so the acting has to be amazing, which I wasn't worried about because Amber and Fantastic. Taylor had been crushing Fantastic it. Actors. Yeah. So amazing. So we get there, and this was actually one of the only days we got to prep. So that means they were there the day before with camera and the safety guy, which they only hired for this mm-hmm. shot, who is on Legion mm-hmm. and had an mm-hmm. incredible resume. And uh, so we get there. I wasn't there for the prep day, but, uh, you know, I'd heard about it through mm-hmm. Molly, et cetera. And so we show up and the guy's there from Legion and he's looking at the thing, the Ferris wheel. And apparently this is like the Ferris wheel they brought in yeah. for us. So this isn't even their the ferris wheel they're like that's the shitty one they're like this is the right. good one so we think we have the good one and uh you know we're we're there it's sort of like a split but not really because our call time's like four so we're there during the day but we're only going to shoot right. at night and so we're seeing them test the camera and all of a sudden i see the camera like bang into the motor and i'm like oh that's, that's, that's weird <laughs> you know that's not good and, and and then you know taylor's like um like when are we shooting you know, he, cause he's been around long enough. He can kind of tell we're behind without being behind. You know, he's like, I feel like we're not in the, yeah. pl-, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like it's all good, man. I just told them and we hadn't had a discussion, but I just thought it obvious. I just said, we're not going to make you do anything right. unsafe. So like, that's just know that you're not getting up there. Even if we don't shoot right. today. And he's like, cool, cool. Cause then we had the, you know, our first AD Sophia, God yeah. bless her. She got thrown into the meat grinder on that. Yeah. And uh, she's literally giving the safety speech. And one of the pylons oh, falls yeah. off of the thing. Right right by her. It's like out of yeah. a movie. Yeah. She's like, okay, 
but we're going to be really safe on the Ferris wheel. And this is, yep. Yep. <laughs> you couldn't, like, oh, you couldn't have written that better. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now it's about six hours into the day and we haven't made yeah. a move because it's nighttime. Now the lights are on, like G&E set up everything. It looks stunning. We're ready to go. But the Ferris wheel is sleepy. Yeah. And so basically Legion guy and, you know, Steve, the director, call yeah. it. They're like, we yeah, can't do it. Yeah. And so, so I'm looking around, right? Because in terms of like power, I'm like lower on the totem pole as but a producer, have, which is fine. Yeah, it was a great. Have your pole. Yeah. yeah. But just to mean like the guy, like the tip of the, I, on the stocking fields, if that happened, I was yeah, the tip of the yeah. spear, right? I wasn't necessarily, that was Josh and Molly right, right. really. And so right. I'm looking at how they're handling right. it because that's kind of indicating like how I should be right. as well. And uh, Josh, man, he's just like calm, cool, he really collected. Is. He's like walking around, like shaking yeah. hands. He's like, it's going to be all good. Yeah. But I know he's internally, dying. he's like, I want to be chain smoking. I think there was a moment where we didn't see Josh for 10 minutes. You know, he smoked, smoked a yeah. whole pack of cigarettes yeah. for 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. 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 And Mo- Molly's pretty good yeah. about it too. You know, she's just like mm-hmm. plotting, planning, like yeah, internal. Because yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking over at Trent, and he's like, like this with his hands, yeah. you know, because this is one day he showed up for his baby, and the movie's the called wheel. the wheel, and the fucking wheel yeah, doesn't like, work. Can't just scrap and, uh, that. It's not, you know, it's like yeah, very yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it was so cool because, like, you know, Steve's you know, like having to connect with the actors because the actors have been prepping to shoot a ten-minute heart-opening yeah. yeah. scene. Like they're about to put it all on the line and, you know, so they're kind of like, what the fuck, you know? And so because of the calmness, we were able to devise a plan that ultimately worked better in my opinion, because think up, think about sound with the creakiness, the the thing, it was so creaky. It ended up being like, and they were doing 10 minutes of dialogue. So that means they would have to ADR it, which you can do just fine, but. It's nothing like being there in the moment. That's what I learned from sound design, like another artistry I kind of took for granted. And when I sat in post sound, I'm like, oh, my God, there's a whole world here. Holy shit. So that was just another fun example of something going crazy wrong. And what we ended up doing is green screening it. And uh, we did three takes, I believe. And they knocked, they killed it every time. Yeah, and I really do. And from, you know a makeup well i was doing hair and makeup on that but from yeah. hair and makeup perspective yeah. on that i also did like the green screen aspect too because when you're shooting on green or blue screen like even if your hair is showing like this much through you know if you can see that much through it doesn't look real for when you like put the actual background yeah. in because it's like broken up by this thing and i remember there was one moment mm-hmm. cause it's kind of windy because we're by the beach like we're right on the beach and uh, i remember <laughs> this one thing taylor's hair like blew up and it like kind of like did this weird like loopy thing and i like and they're they're in a hard take you know it's like kind of towards the end i think there's maybe like a minute or whatever and i'm like i like go up to Steve. Yeah. i'm like i have to go fix that and like he let them finish but i had the opportunity to go fix it really quick before steve threw him back into it yeah. and if you know if that had happened at the top of the ferris wheel there's no way that i could have like had any like there would have been no world yeah. that i could have fixed that my screaming yeah. to taylor at the top of the ferris wheel like fix your hair you know 
Mm. So that, and I mean, also like that can be fixed in posts. Like, but if like it's another yeah. thing that you have to like have somebody yeah. do and yeah. pay somebody to do is like really get if yep. the hair is not you know like good on a green screen, it's going to be harder in the edit to make it look like a realistic green screen. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. That happened to Gabe in Stocking Fields. He has a moment where his afro yeah, kind of and just yeah, the way his hair. Whereas I can, you know, if I'm looking, because I've seen the movie right. 10,000 times, I'm like, oh, I can kind of make out the line right. there because yeah. of the hair. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. That's something good yeah, it was, uh, to keep yeah, aware it's, of. It's yeah. one thing that, like, it's such a small thing, but, like, flyaways on a green screen is really, like, you got to make sure they're as contained as they possibly can be. But, yeah, having, like, it on a green screen on the ground, I think, allowed every other department to still be able to, like, fix things. Um, which I, yeah, I think it did work out better too. I think it was a happy accident that the, the big Ferris wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was safer. I mean, and we still made our day. Yeah. We got out of there on time. Yeah. Yeah, No, it was, it really worked out really well in the end. I'm sure like everybody who had a say in the decision-making like of that though was panicking like in the moment. Yeah. It worked out great. Yeah. I was tripping for sure, but I just was like, you know, I don't think it's going to help if, anybody. And do that's the, the thing, too. It's like yeah. panicking isn't going to help people. You know, like if the people at the mm-hmm. top are panicking, every department's just going to be like, well, why am I trying? Because nothing's going to fucking work. Like it's just ruined. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think like mm-hmm. keeping your composure like in front of other people, like obviously both like voicing concerns that need to be brought up like in an appropriate fashion, yeah. especially if it's safety. Um, that's super yes. important, but like, if you can try to like manage a situation with like being calm for your team, I think it's very mm-hmm. helpful, like in the long run. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The stocking fields in yeah. the wheel. And you did like some commercial work for yeah, Brooke as yeah, well, Yeah, I did right? a bunch of stuff for Brooke. Um, I haven't yeah. worked for Brooke in probably a year and a half because I've just been so busy out here in New Mexico. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, dude, cool. I kind of like after I think I would say, well, I guess after we shot the wheel, I kind of moved to New Mexico like six months after. But like I think after stocking fields is really when I started moving more into the commercial world. Um, and yeah. I do like commercials. Um, it's just a little bit less creative than I like. Um, mm. So that's that's mm. half the reason why I moved to New Mexico was just that like. There's a lot of opportunities in New Mexico. Basically, all of it is TV and movies. Um, and there's wow. not that big of a talent pool here. So, I mean, yeah, it's my trajectory in New Mexico is, like, you would never have that in L.A. unless you were, like, a really, really? baby. Like... I okay, so my little timeline of New Mexico. I moved here January twenty twenty one. Um, I was with a job no, or just, just to get yeah, a yeah, job because yeah. I had to join the union wow. here and I had to get like residency here because they don't allow mm. like non residents to work because they're not rebatable. Like out of state people aren't rebatable, and the whole reason why people come here to yeah. film is because of New Mexico's really like good tax incentives. And wow. um, so yeah, so I moved here in January. No job, like no, didn't know anybody. Like just like messaging other makeup artists on Instagram. Like mm. just kind of moved here blindly. It was like, it was like wow, that's yeah, amazing. It was, it was one of the craziest things I've ever done, and yeah, I just kind of did it. 
And so moved here in January. It was back and forth between um, New Mexico and LA still for six months um, up until May. Mm. So I guess what's that, five months? Um, because I still had to work in LA because I wasn't getting that much work out here just because like I was still on the overflow for the union. Like people didn't really know who I was. What union? Um, what's the it's union? Still a branch of IOTSI, which is like the main crew union, oh. but it's IOTSI yeah, yeah. 480. Um, yeah, 480, so it's just like cool. a different branch and it's an all encompassing union. So it's not like divided like the LA unions are where there's like a hair and makeup mm. union, there's a costume union. Here it's like if you're, it's called like the studio mechanics union. So it's like, Every crew position is kind of, like, in this one union. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, so I joined that union, but you have to get 30 days here on a union set in order to fully join the union. And, like, they have to go through the regular union roster before they hire Overflow. So I wasn't super, like, there was a lot of people who had to get hired ahead of me before I could get hired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was fine, you know. Like, I understand the hierarchy. There's a lot of people here that have already been working. Like, I didn't want to come into this market and, like, disrupt any feathers because, really, there isn't that many makeup artists in this. Um, market so um so yeah so i got i had messaged this one makeup artist madeline McHugh, and she's worked in new mexico for probably 15 years like worked on everything got here uh. like, um and her and i just kind of talked on instagram and she's like yeah like i'll try to get you in wherever i can um and she was she was the key artist on this movie called flame and hot which actually comes out in june but it's like the biopic for cool. flame and hot cheetos creator um yeah, yeah <laughs> that's amazing longoria but yeah, so awesome. she called me and she's like, hey, like, I have four days next week um, if you want to come help us do background. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, no problem. Like, yeah, I'll be there. So I worked one day. It's their first day of production. They had a lot of background. So I worked. And there was, like, four other makeup artists with me. Um, worked a full day. Cool. Went home. Was ready to go back and do background again the next day. She calls me and she's like, hey, our third just quit. Do you want the third mm. position, which is the third in the makeup department? So makeup department had key third four. Mm. Um, okay. And she's like, do you want the third position? And I was like, well, I'm still on the overflow. Um, and she's like, it's okay. She's like, we'll sign the waivers. Like, we just need somebody who can work in the trailer. So, yeah. So wow. I got I worked one day as a day player doing background. <laughs> and then they pulled me into the trailer because their third quit. Did that movie as the third got brought in on the as the third on uh dark winds which is the amc movie, and this was also under taylor roberts taylor roberts was the department head of flame and hot we mm. didn't even have one day off in between flame and hot and dark winds which is the amc show i got hired to third that <laughs> show and then um the key had to go to another show like she got another department head offer so after two weeks she left the show so then i got moved to key and then going back to what <laughs> what i said in the wow then we went to Loud House. Taylor couldn't do it. It ended up I department headed it. So really, my whole year and a half of I went from day player to department head of a network television show. Granted, it's kids, but still network television is still paramount. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, Amazing. Yeah, all within a year and a half, and it was really just like being there the longest. Like I, I that's kind of what I chalk it up to be. It's just like I've just kind of been on this ramp of just like people kind of having other life priorities or work like different job offers or whatever just kind of like really worked out for me just kind of cleared a path to end me up in this Mm. position that I'm in and realistically like there I mean I'm not without bragging I'm not knocking my talent like I understand that I'm talented as an artist but I do have a lot to Mm -hmm. learn still like I am nowhere near as knowledgeable to like an Aaron Kruger McCasher or Vivian Baker like absolutely not 
and um or michael like okay so mm-hmm. i actually i got nominated for a guild award for loud house um oh yeah, my god congrats yeah. that's amazing yeah, i was with like i was with it was i think there was five people in my category so it was five of the department heads who and it was it was in the kids and television category so it's like that's amazing that are just like crazy big makeup artists that also do kids television and i ended up with them and i'm just like wow like how did i end up here but anyway i'm like i'm not in their caliber like i mean i kind of am but like they have so much more life experience than me i hear Um, you i hear you oh i couldn't if i was in la it would take me 15 20 years to get to where the position here um and i'm really fortunate for that because my resume looks so much better than if i had stayed in la Mm. for those past two years i do miss la so much i'm like back and forth between like i'm living in ohio but like kind of working in la um because i didn't i chose to not do season two of loud house in new mexico um sheila actually took it back over from me we've kind of passed that torch Mm. back and forth and um Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm in a much better place in my career to be more competitive um, in Los Angeles. And I know when cool. like I get back like fully to LA, like I'm probably going to be a third or a key just because there are so many more artists there that have so much more experience than mm. I do. And I am happy to fall back into those positions because to learn under department heads who have been doing this for 20, 30 years, you're never going to get that experience and knowledge anywhere else. And like I have, and Mm. also like, because I know how to department head, like my one show and every show is different, but I do have the knowledge on what goes into being a department head. I feel like I'm a very like valuable key because I understand what they need. They don't Mm. even have to tell me anything. They, I know what they have to do in terms of like clerical that I can just oversee all of that and take it off their plate. And that's usually what a key does is it's kind of like the clerical. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm really thankful to New Mexico for like just really the acceleration of my career into like where I am today. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And did you, when you got into your art form, did you realize you'd have to do so much clerical no, work? No, but thank God I'm good at it. I'm like, I'm a very type yeah. A person. Like I have to like, my trailer, like there's like, like notes in every different form like in the trailer because i have to like visually see everything so i know what's going on so i'm Mm. very type a with my organization like skills um that's that's really good people who like i don't think people realize how much of my job isn't makeup you know like i Mm. i there's some days where i'll do i'll send more emails and like sit in these meetings than I do actually like do makeup like the hour like the terms of like hours like I'm spending more hours Mm -hmm. communicating Mm -hmm. sending emails talking to other departments like making sure that uh, my department knows what changes have happened like so that they can prepare for it on set I'm doing so much more of that than doing the makeup um and that's Mm. something that's interesting because even like when I first started yeah going back to your question I didn't know that it was that much you know it's like we'll get a day to day yeah i didn't know i'm learning yeah, right now i'm like your, oh you, it you makes get sense your one line, you get your data days like for every block whatever you break oh. them down you submit your like mandate approval to production to see how <laughs> many people you can hire like to help with cast to help with background like it's wow. so much scheduling 
Like it really is. Yeah, like, I bet. You're, you're, you have full coordination of the departments and you're how you have to communicate with production on what you need to make that department run. So mm. yeah, it's a lot mm. of clerical work. A lot mm. of it. What makes your job like, hmm, it's probably a lot of things to answer. So, but my thought is like, what the question I'm trying to ask physicians when I'm on set is like, what makes your job harder and what makes your job like, Oh yes. Thank God. You know, like what, what are those things that make you go like, they get it. This is going to be great. Or fuck. We're kind of, um, I it. think when we have to cross board along multiple blocks, this is more like TV than, film but i think cool. it's when like so basically when you're behind on a block they'll kind of like shove those scenes that they punted into other blocks so if you're crossboarding mm. we shoot two episodes a block so each block like block two is episodes three and four and if you're crossboarding and you missed a bunch of scenes from episode two and one you could be shooting episodes one two three and four all in one day, like one shooting day, which is so hard because there's like different looks because it's different date. Like the days aren't even linear. Like, you know, it's like day, like episode one isn't, doesn't have anything to do with the days in episode four. So it's like you're really managing how many changes you have. So when you see a cross boarding call sheet, um, that's not fun. Um, those, those I don't like, uh, but I get it. Like they have to kind of, Um, or otherwise they have to add a day to the block or they'll like add a six day and that costs them a lot of money because everybody's in overtime and all that. But I would say crossboarding is hard. What makes it easy? Uh, I would say having like hard 10 hour days because like it not only Mm. like everybody has this like thought in their mind that it's okay. Like we have a deadline, like we have a 10 hour, like, marker that we have to hit we have to get everything on this call sheet um the way it on dark winds the amc show that we did that producer had it hard 10 hour like as soon as we hit 10 hours of a work day it was wrapped doesn't matter if we're in the begin in the middle of a scene that i wow. think there should be some leeway with like there was times where actors would be mm. upset because they wanted mm. another take and there was just no mm. like that upm was just like no um, so I think obviously like there needs to be leeway, mm-hmm. but I think having mm-hmm. a guaranteed or like a hard 10 hour day, not including pre-calls actors have to go through the works, but like mm-hmm. from, from yeah. crew call to wrap, if you have 10 hours, your yeah. crew is so much happier because they know what time oh my God, they're so getting much. home to their families, yeah. you know, like they can yeah. manage their lives. Cause it's like, you know, if you start at 7am. You could wrap at 7 p.m. You could wrap at 9 p.m. Mm. You could, but 11 p.m. Yeah. Like you don't know. Yeah. It's also that no, not knowing. It's like okay, well, how many fucking times are we gonna take this take? Like we've shot it 15 times. Yeah. Like yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. But if you have that, like yeah. no, we have to keep going. It keeps the momentum. And I also don't think it sacrifices mm-hmm. like quality of work because personally, no. I don't think you need 15 takes. Like I'm not a director, mm-hmm. but just like being on set, Three yeah, takes. it's like. Being on set, like, I'm like, we have, we've heard these words the exact same way five different times. Mm. Like, why are Mm -hmm. we going again and again? But sometimes I feel like it's usually like, in my experience, like directors who don't, who are a little less experienced, um, Mm -hmm. tend to do more takes. Less confident. They don't know that they got it and they want to 
make it mm-hmm. look like they're working, you know, like they're earning mm-hmm. their pay, like, you know, like you have execs there, you know, whatever, like, yeah. they're like, okay, let's go again, and they'll give a note, but it's like kind of the same note they just gave, just with a little different wording, mm-hmm. and it's like, now we're just wasting everybody's time, you know, and it's like, we could, like, if we <laughs> add up all those extra takes, it's like, we could have been home two hours ago, so that, yeah. I think it's some sort of, like, hard schedule of, like, okay, you guys, like, we're shooting for like maybe mm. 10 and a half maybe nine and a half if we're really fast but like we're yeah. aiming for 10 i think that makes everybody so much happier and everybody like yeah. ready to work to hit that mark you know yeah 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 because you know what i noticed and i completely agree and i've been trying to implement it as my own as a producer in the last few projects but when you were talking about like the 7 a.m call time and not knowing if it's gonna be 7 p.m 9 p.m yeah 1 a.m wrap yeah. What will, what, will, what will never happen is a 2 p.m. wrap. They're never going to wrap you right. way early unless there was a big problem. So they're always going to yeah. abuse you. And so I just was like, after the stocking fields and the wheel, but the wheel was different in the sense like we had to kind of work that way because right. of COVID. But, but like, I just was like, there has to be a better way to treat yeah. our artists. And so on this last movie I produced last fall, we had three to four day work weeks and 12 hour days, including That's lunch. That's amazing. You're really like so, 11 working. Like hours. everybody. Yeah. Knew, and we ended early a bunch yeah. of days too, because unless it wasn't working for camera, we right. got it in right. two to three takes right. every and time. Thing, and we're and just moving on. Everybody kind of knows that people are happier to work. You know, it's like people yeah. have like, we're not like, oh my God, here goes my whole life going to work today. They're just like, yeah. they know they're going to be there right. for 17 hours yeah. anyways. Where's the hustle? Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah. okay, I know yeah. I'll be out in 10 hours. As long as like everybody collectively is on their game and doing their job, we'll get home early. Yeah. Like, and I think production kind yeah. of starts that precedent of giving, like, even if it's, yeah, 12 hours yeah. including lunch, like that's still 11 yeah. working hours. That's great. You know, that's like, so much better yeah. than being like, totally. okay, we're on hour 14. We have two more scenes yeah. on the call sheet. We're not going yeah. home for another yeah. four hours. Like, that yeah. is uh, an yeah, awful feeling as a crew member. And like, you're just I like, I know. I, Dreadful. Yeah, it feels yeah, helpless. No, like, I got to call like, my dog helpless. sitter and be like, hey, can you go over there and let my dog yeah. out again? Like, so that it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to manage more things. Yep. Your head isn't in work anymore. Like, I mean, obviously it no, is, but like, no. you're trying to coordinate so many other outside factors in your life mm-hmm. because you've been away for 14 hours. Like, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. And what I noticed too is interesting is like I would tell other producers what we did, yeah. you know, and they, all of them would be like, well, what about the rentals, yeah. Yeah. you know? And I was like, what about yeah, what the about artists? The like, like the, fuck. The yeah. Objects that you're paying. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it all budget wise ended up evening out right. anyway, you know? And because people were like, once this like salty crew kind of understood like, Oh, they're giving us like time to yeah. rest. Like, yeah, I don't care if they keep our rentals for another day that we don't right, use them right. or they're, whatever. They're and so there was more yeah, leeway. They understood. They're like, okay, this is my exchange. Yeah. My gear, they can sit there yeah. for one day and I get a life. Like, okay, great. Like, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and even what I noticed too, like when we're running those like five to six day work weeks, like the last thing I want to do on my day off is think about the yeah. movie, but it's actually shouldn't be right, that right. way. And so what I noticed is like when I had three to four, one week, I think we did a two day work week and 
It was like yeah. amazing, you know? And like what I noticed is, and our DP was like third higher on the camera team in Avatar. Oh. Like he yeah, big, works yeah, yeah, huge yeah. productions. Yeah, he did Apple movie with, you he's know, working, he's just like yeah. on the biggest yeah. sets. And he, at the end, he was in tears, like in this beautiful way. Cause he's like, I didn't think sets yeah. could be like this yeah. in Hollywood. And I was like, yeah, we tried something. And what I noticed on those few days off in between is one, I was like rearing to yeah. go again. Like, yeah, fuck so yeah, let's go. go and the material settled in. The process. So I was able to make decisions that were now going to make the next shooting week or block yeah, yeah, leaner. Yeah. And, and that's how we accomplish those days. And that's what sticks out to me with like a 10 hour day. That just means you need to right. prep. Like I love yeah. prep. I love it. I'll I'll do prep all yeah. for months if you get yeah. love it. No, it's so that's what it prep says to is me. So important. Like if you like there's there's some things that I've been on and there's just no infrastructure. Like there's no mm-hmm. like cohesive shot list or storyboards for like big like fight <laughs> sequences or whatever. You're just like yeah. how are we gonna know what we're shooting on the day? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like and yeah. if you just give, if you if you pour a little bit more money and resources into prep, it's going to make yeah. principal photography so much easier. Yeah. And some people don't get that. But yeah, I, I same with you. Yeah. I will prep. I will prep yeah. and prep and prep until we know how to do it in our sleep. Like you know, and then then it's easy. Yeah. Then it just happens yeah. because I mean, minus the silly outside factors that you can't control, but those are going to happen sure. anyway. So if you're not prepared for like what yeah. you know is going to happen. How are you going to be prepared for what you don't know is going to happen? Like, yeah, exactly. You, you can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, Nathan is, is the DP for this project I directed last year mm-hmm. called Helmet. And it was the best work I've ever personally done. And I'm so proud of it. I'll yeah, send it to you if you want to watch it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he taught me so much. And one of them, which was something you said way earlier, reminded me of. But one time there was a problem on helmet and he just like touched my shoulder. He's a very gentle guy. And he's like, uh, do nothing, stay ahead. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, don't, he's like, don't jump in. He's like, watch, someone will figure this out. And sure enough, like five minutes later, the issue got remedied. And he's like, I learned that lesson, you know, like a problem can happen and everybody can be chickens with their heads cut off. And it's like, it's going to get solved. So let's just like do nothing, yeah. stay ahead. And I really that love that. I really love second. that. It's it yeah. kind of piggybacks off of like too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, it's like if there are mm. too many people trying to address this problem and some people don't even know what the, how the yes. problem happened. It's like, then you're having to catch yes. people up instead of addressing the problem. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like it, the problem will work itself out. Mm. Like it's almost like, yeah, as like it sounds counterproductive but if you're almost a little like more hands off like things yeah. just kind of still happen like there's still that momentum of yeah. happening yeah. and if you try yeah. to like stop it too hard it's then nothing's gonna happen you know? so yeah i yeah. do really like that's that right thing. yeah and the other thing you'll see we do quite a bit um we do a lot of stunt driving and and in my head because of the way i had to sort of educate myself I'm from a very indie sort of auteur mm-hmm. world where it's like one to three takes. We're doing seven to 10 yeah, pages a day, yeah. even like we're yeah. crushing. Right. Not. And, but Nathan really was like, Hey, like 
let's do five days. And I'm like, what? That's like two and a half pages a day. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, Sean, he's like, I've been on movies where they do half a page a day. He's like, we can really slow it down. And I was like, but at a certain point I let Mm -hmm. go because it's a collaboration. You trusted the people that you started. That's the thing. You have to trust the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And I also was like, you know what? I've never done this. So as an artist, let me challenge myself. And, oh, my God, I wish we had more days. You know, and now I'm, like, so into that. And I'm so thankful I let go and um, was able to sort of, like, pinpoint something to challenge myself artistically with. Where it's like letting go and like let's see what happens when right, we yeah, slow what, down. Yeah, it's like what, like, what does oh that God. look like? Like, can we do that? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to like try new things. Like, and it's good to be receptive too. It's like the people that I notice that like I don't know. You kind of see them like stuck in the same place in their career are people who think mm. they know everything. You know, like mm. I I don't ever want to stop learning. Like every no matter yeah. like what department, what stage like they are in their career. Like I personally feel I can learn something for them, whether or not they know they teach me that or not. Like if I see just for mm. example, like say I see somebody doing something that's green that I wouldn't do. It kind of is like, okay, yeah, that really doesn't work. You know, like it kind of reinforces mm. the why this does work. And then on the flip side, people who are very yeah. experienced can do it one way. And you're like, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, why haven't I been doing it that way? And it can go the other way around too. Like you have some crazy ideas that are so great and you're like, no, that can't work. But then, but then it does work. And it's just because they're think they don't know as much. So there, cause there also is, you know, like the concrete like ways that the industry works. And sometimes like it doesn't yep. have to be like that. There's just like generations of doing mm-hmm. the same thing. And you know, like, technology is advancing so much like everything's advancing so much it's like we should also be advancing too so it's like even though Mm -hmm. people aren't experienced that doesn't mean that they don't know things like they could have just a different perspective that helps in whatever way it does everybody is valuable like you know we had so many people in the department like it didn't matter like you know who you were it's like you're still helping the department to what we need to put on camera like and that just collaboration like i don't like to think of it as like a hierarchy like i mean it is obviously like there's certain rules that are like defined yeah, to certain things but it's still a collaboration sure. within the department like i i told my department to him like Absolutely. listen like if you guys have anything that you would do differently like please don't be afraid to come to me and be like hey sierra like i know you explained it this way but is there any way i can try doing it this way you know and it's like if it's presented mm. in a way, it's like, oh, maybe that does make sense. Like, yeah, let's try that. Like, why not? Like, yeah. we, we yeah. have so many yeah. gags and whatever. Like, we had to make, um, I think I'm allowed to say this. We had to make pumpkin slime. I don't think that's giving anything away. We had to make pumpkin slime. And we were like, oh, God, how are we going to make pumpkin slime? Like, how are we going to do this? So it's like, I'm like, you guys, yeah. how are we going to make pumpkin slime? And um, <laughs> one of the artists is like, why don't we get, like, why don't we go to, to target and get spaghetti squash like frozen spaghetti squash and put it in like the clear like ultra wet stuff that we use like so we did that we got the bag of spaghetti squash because it looks like the innards of a pumpkin um mixed it with this like wet gel that we use in makeup anyways tinted it to be a little bit orange 
perfect. It works perfectly. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Perfectly. And yeah, like had I not been like, okay, department, like who has an idea? Yeah. Because I don't know what to try or do to make it look yeah. like amazing. Costumes was kind of talking about like using like, um, like rice noodles. And I was like, that's too thick. Like, and I didn't even think about mm. spaghetti squash, but it was a brilliant idea. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if you're not, if you're so opposed to anybody else's input because you want your, it only to be your creative vision, you're going to yeah. run yourself in circles trying to figure out something that you could have just asked somebody from a different perspective and you get there that much mm. faster. You know, it's like you save yourself work mm -hmm. and time and then you can focus on so many other things. Like you can reallocate your brain resources to something else that might need attention instead of getting bogged down by something that somebody could have helped you with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Well, let's wrap it up. How would someone hire you? Like what, where would they go? Um, would they, who would they reach out website, to? I have a website. Uh, it's just sierrabonartistry.com. Yeah. My first and last name. Um, Great. Or my email, I guess. My email's on there, but yeah. my email is... Great. And your Instagram yeah, as well, I maybe? I better at my Instagram. Um, <laughs> I, like, haven't posted in That's so long. Right. My Instagram is same as my website, Sierra Barton Artistry. I, like, reply on there, cool. too, but... Yeah. All right on. I just want to say before I let you go, and the way we'll do it is we'll wrap up here, and then I'll stop okay, it, and we cool, can cool. say our buys. But uh, I just want to give you so much love because... I love you, and you're like one of the most oh, reliable, so artistic, smart, hardworking oh, artists I've met in the industry. So like you, totally showed up way above and beyond for every project. Like the wheel and the stocking fields, like you showed the fuck up and out way beyond your title Thank or you. pay. And I just so appreciate you, and I'll never forget it. That, and uh, I just that means so say much. That and to I, you. I appreciate you so much for all the opportunities. Like you really opened a lot of doors for me. Like stocking feels really like did like mm. move my career forward. Like it really did. And, and just all the yeah. learning experiences that we talked about on here. Like I'm very thankful for you. I don't even remember how, Oh, I think it was like off a job posting or something that you reached out to me. So I'm very yeah. thankful. That yeah. You me, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Me too. Me too. No, you're totally fine. Well, I'm going to end it here and then Perfect. we can say goodbye.